Hey guys, welcome to the Living and Collective Podcast, where we are inspiring and equipping women into living their full lives while working together as the collective. Hey guys, it's Lacey and Christy. We're back. We are back and better than ever. We're refreshed. We're refreshed. We have a whole lot of exciting things we've been working on behind the scenes for you guys. Yes. Tons. We're super excited about it. And I know we're now into November, so we're just talking about the holidays. There's so much going on. Everyone's starting to feel the pressure and stress. Like we were already thinking it almost is January. It's going to like click your fingers and it's going to be here. It is that. It's like that time, especially in Texas, because it usually feels like summer until Halloween. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I'm already behind on everything. I'm like, where did October (laughs) go? I'm like, what happened? Christmas stuff is up in the grocery stores. I was just there. So it is nutty. It is nutty. Well, we're really excited because we have a lot of awesome guests we're lining up for you guys. Mm -hmm. Some of our favorite people. We're just working extra hard, so we hope you didn't miss too much last week. We hope it just gave you a chance to catch up on all of our old episodes. Yes, you probably I love did that. some binging on Lacey and Christy. No, I'm just kidding. You didn't need to do that. They went through withdrawals, but we're back. We're back. We're back and better than ever. We have a really fun topic today. I know we've mentioned it on some other podcasts. Today we're talking all about our kids. And um, we're going to say like nutrition as a whole, but like a lot of factors. People are always asking us. What do you feed your kids? What do your kids eat? Um, and we're going to be super real with you guys about our kids are not perfect. So sad to tell you they're no. not. <laughs> and the biggest spoiler alert is that their parents aren't perfect. I know. <laughs> Can you believe shocker. that? Shocker. We just outed ourselves, guys. Sorry. <laughs> but we really do. Like having, being healthy ourselves is so important, but obviously having healthy kids is really, really important to mm-hmm. us. And we know just from how we were raised or like the home that you grow up in does influence you, know, you can always change. You can always, you know, you're going to chart your own path as you become an adult. But like, mm-hmm. we do feel like it's a great responsibility and it's kind of exciting to have this time in our kids' lives that we get to be a little bit of a positive influence on them, we hope. Um, but it can get overwhelming as parents because it's another area that you hear from the left and the right and the front and the back, like, right. this is the right way. This mm-hmm. is wrong. Don't feed your kids this. What's yeah. organic this and all there's the no, terms. There's no wrong way. No. I was thinking about it this morning coming over here, even though our kids are now older, but it's like the whole bottle feeding, breastfeeding debate. Mm-hmm. Like you guys, there's 10,000 which ways to do this. And we're going to share with you some tips and the ways that we personally do it, but it's just more ideas for you guys. And I love what you just said too. Like you always have the time to change. Um, yes. And I know, especially now that the kids are, you know, getting a little bit older, people are like, oh, they're set in their ways. And you know, they're not going to eat that. They don't like that. And that's not true. You can totally change their trajectory at any point. So we're going to encourage you to do that today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we just don't know what our kids are going to face, you know, as they get whatever sports they choose might kind of change their Mm -hmm. nutritional patterns, whatever uh, careers they choose, where they choose to go to college. Like there's just so many things that are going to change in the, what, next 10 to 20 years. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. But well, that's a good point to kick off our first topic. So we're first going to hit on kind of the quality and quantity of foods for them. Um, and going back to what you said earlier, the way we were raised, food is really different. And even with our parents' generation, even with our generation, um, I still get in little funny arguments with my dad about, 
He's like, oh, I don't know, you guys just all buy organic and you're all into that stuff. And I'm like, well, dad, it is important. The food is different than it used to be. So that's a huge kind of hot button. Um, we're hearing all about kind of like food dyes, processed foods, trans fats. It's And it's really affecting kids. Absolutely. So if you are raised, we don't want to give away too much of our details right. of yeah. our life. If you are raised back in a few years ago. <laughs> Before 2000. <laughs> Food quality really was different. So um, I know both of us have read a lot about food history, the history of food in America, and it has changed a lot over the last 20 to 30 years. Mm -hmm. It just has. And um, as more of a demand for meat, more of a demand for convenience foods, more of a demand even for fruits and vegetables to be cheap, Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of lowered the quality of a lot of our foods. So that's something that I explain like whenever I am talking to my grandma or my parents, and it sounds kind of like... I'm a food snob and I have to explain that like in order to get the type of food that you ate when you were a kid, we have to go more out of our way. And so we want to just touch on, and again, everything is on a spectrum. So none of this is like your kid is going to have a horrible childhood if you can't give them organic meat. We're just going to give you kind of explain what some of the labeling means and then let you have a choice because it really does depend on where you live. Not Mm -hmm. all of us live near a Whole Foods or near a ranch that you know, supplies local meat or might not be accessible, might not be within your budget. So mm-hmm. right now, if it just means like maybe pulling back from the processed frozen dinners mm-hmm. and just adding some more like whole meat products, you know, that could be a huge win. So we never, just like any of our conversations, we don't ever want you to feel judged by us or like we're trying to set this like unrealistic standard, but we do want you to be informed. And so you know when you go to the grocery store, this is why some people choose organic over conventional or um whatnot yeah absolutely um so you mentioned meat let's tell tell on that one first meat and so this is everything from fish chicken um cow meat all of the above why is it important to buy organic or wild caught fish this is so important so let's start with beef because that's probably like one of the biggest industries so um factory farms beef is the way that all the beef that we eat that's not labeled otherwise has basically been raised on a feedlot. So they're being fed things that will make them, will fatten them up as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. And they're usually in conditions that are just, they're very strained. So they're like a lot of animals in a very small space. And so they have to have a lot of antibiotics to keep them from getting sick. And then again, the name of the game for factory farming is just getting those animals to grow as quickly as possible. So they're usually being fed growth hormones Mm -hmm. unless it's otherwise indicated. And again, they're being fed um, corn and grains. Which if you look in nature, like cows just don't eat corn and grain. In mm-hmm. nature, they eat grass. So they're being fed a diet that's not really that good for them. It's not how they're supposed to um, eat. It's a unnatural diet. Mm-hmm. And then everything that they're eating is being stored in their tissue. And then you as the consumer are eating that byproduct. So if it's antibiotics... Um, a lot of us are taking in way too many antibiotics, which is kind of affecting if you have had a cold or an ear infection or the flu, well, that might be different, but um, any sort of sickness where you've treated it with an antibiotic and it's been more resistant, Mm -hmm. it could be because as a population, we're being exposed to so many antibiotics. And this is just like straight science. It's not conspiracy. Like you can look at it anywhere. Absolutely. So that's just something we want to kind of limit. And then in our sweet little kids, like the hormone factor, like... Them being exposed to these growth growth hormones, mm-hmm. you know, we are definitely seeing little girls are menstruating earlier. We don't know completely why. There's definitely not conclusive data, but 
we know that being exposed to a high level of growth hormone is probably not great for our bodies. Right. Um, and then being exposed to the types of foods that are creating accelerated growth, yeah. so like fat, right. um, corn and grain isn't going to be great for us either. Right. So speaking um, of the cattle, we're just going to hop, I'm going to sink dairy right in there too, because it's the same thing, right? Um, All of the dairy, I think even when the kids were little, I was like, okay, if I'm going to get anything organic, it's going to be the milk. We're not huge milk drinkers. Um, I personally don't believe like a kid needs to go right off the bottle and just be drinking cups and cups of milk a day, but that's just my beliefs. Again, we're both going to share kind of what works best for our family and no judgment um, we're just sharing because mm-hmm. a lot of people ask questions. Um, that being said, they don't, we're not like dairy free. They don't, we didn't switch them to almond milk right away, which we have in the house too, but um, just limiting that. And they, we, we also drink whole milk. So um, taking out more of that processing factor there too. If they want milk with cereal, they're going to have whole organic milk. Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that. So that dairy piece mm-hmm. um, and that beef piece. So getting organic beef means that they probably were treated better. They definitely were fed organic corn and grains. So you're limiting your exposure to pesticide. Mm-hmm. Organic milk is definitely the way to go um, as far as your dairy. The next level up would be if you can afford or and if you can source or find grass-fed, mm-hmm. that's even better because that means that those animals got to eat grass, which is the natural food that they were meant to eat. So it's going to be higher in omega-3s, higher in a lot of the healthy fats for you. So when you cook grass-fed beef, it's actually really good to eat the fat where like normally when you cook conventional beef, you want to kind of avoid the fat. The fat is where they hold a lot of the toxins. Oh, I was just reading that the other day. Like the fattier pieces of meat are where a lot more of like the hormones and chemicals hold. So yes. Okay. So if you can only buy conventional, just make sure you always do drain your ground beef, trim your steaks as good as you can. Try to avoid the really marbly cuts of meat. It's a great tip. But if you do can't afford and can't find grass fed. Mm-hmm. Um, those are really good healthy fats to get into your system. They're great healthy fats to get um, into your kids. Trader Joe's always has grass fed ground beef and it's in like a sealed package so it lasts a little long- yeah. longer. HEB does too now, right below the meat deli. They have like little packs of the HEB grass fed beef, which is awesome. Um, I do think even with organic, like it's getting more and more, um, I'm going to use the word popular or kind of demanded so the prices have come down it is more you know found more widely in grocery stores um so yes I think it's totally yeah and if you really do want to get crazy and I know we live in Texas so it's a lot easier for us but um if you want to go in with friends on there are farms that will sell like a whole cow or a quarter cow you can go in with friends and get um for a pretty reasonable amount per pound mm-hmm. of go go in and get a, a, pound, a cow especially if you have a freezer a deep freezer we don't I wish we did but if you do and you can kind of stock up that's a great affordable way to get quality grass-fed beef and you're supporting your local farmers, yes, that's like a win-win. Uh, most local um, farmers markets will usually have someone there. If you're like, where do I start? That's a great place to look. Um, totally. Yeah. So, ch- so chicken kind of goes right along really similar with beef in terms of organic and their diet and what they're fed. Um, even kind of looking at like a rotisserie chicken at the grocery store, the organic ones are so much smaller and... Um, to me, I kind of know what goes in it, what, everything we just said. So I'm like, kind of get grossed out looking at these giant chickens. Um, so yeah, that's same thing there. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Going right into the eggs. So again, you know, conventional eggs. Eggs are still a great source of protein. Mm-hmm. So you know, eggs a beer, like getting some some scrambled eggs, hard boiled eggs into your kid's life would be awesome. But then being able to raise it up a notch to at least cage free, where mm-hmm. they've been able to walk around. It doesn't really guarantee they were outside, but it kind of, you know, the cage situation is pretty tight and not really healthy. <laughs> so, um, but then. Even better if you can afford pasture and find pasture um, pastured chickens. It means that they were actually able, instead of eating corn and grain, to eat worms and peck in the grass and be outside in the sunshine. So again, those eggs tend to have a higher amount of omega threes, a lot more nutrients. You'll notice when you crack the egg open that it's a really dark, beautiful yes. yolk. It's amazing, and really per. For a protein option, even if you're buying pastured eggs, it's really a very affordable protein option. Mm-hmm. We're just so used to looking for the, like the cheapest product. Right. So um, if it's something that you can afford to do, like by all means, it is worth the nutrient content of getting pastured or yeah. at least cage-free eggs. Yeah. That is kind of the hard part, speaking of price, just on like a higher level. Um, even, you know, fast food, the processed food in the stores like you can get a lot more quantity of food for cheaper when you go to those like kind of lower end options and that's what I think steers people away so if you can afford it and try to limit yourself but get less higher quality items than more I mean because we all waste a lot of food we we just do or I do. We do. Absolutely. No, we do too. Um, so just trying to be mindful of, okay, I'm going to buy less, but I'm going to get better quality. Absolutely. Um, I remember when we were first starting to switch over to more Whole Foods, and um, I read a book called, I think it's called Everyday Paleo, a cookbook. Um, but this one was specifically to the family, and it was really good because we were just transitioning from eating more of a low fat, high processed Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, that old school mentality into this paleo world, um, which, you know, we don't, our kids, we are not strict paleo at our house, but, um, these concepts of just eating real foods and things. And they talked about in this book about trade-offs and we talk about trade-offs a lot with our clients as far as food choices, alcohol choices, health choices. Mm -hmm. But this was talking about trade-offs financially and how it was just kind of explaining that like for their family, like they chose to pull back on cable, to pull back on going to the movies, to pull back on like some other areas that they were spending going out to eat is a really easy one. I mean, every time we go out to eat, especially with kids, we're spending so much money, right? So that they chose as a family to pull back from some of those options. So do more outdoor activities, less cable watching, less going to the movies, do more hiking, do more cooking at home, but then going to the farmer's market, like their trade-off was then to put that money into like some higher quality food. Yeah. And that really truly is an investment in your health. Again, it's not something you need to stress over. Right. We're not saying. No, I thought, I mean, you could even take that long-term like, okay, are you going to be less sick? Are you going to have a healthier body? Are you going to be more nourished to, you know, help protect your system and if you're feeding it I mean it goes back to our whole thing like we always talk about like food is fuel we there's a definitely like mental block in our society with people thinking that I mean you're you're keeping your body alive by what you put in it when you so when you think about it like that it's like oh I better treat it really well and you could you know save on a lot of costs later in life that are for your health totally totally in the last couple months when the newest iPhone came out, there were a lot of posts in like the health and fitness space about, 
you know, how many of you say you can't afford a healthy lifestyle, but you're already in line getting that brand oh new gosh, iPhone. Right. And again, it's a trade off. Like it's your choice to do with what you want with your money, but it's not that necessarily you can't afford a healthy lifestyle. It's that you're making a choice that it's not a priority and that is okay. Yeah. But just be honest with yourself about, again, no judgment. That yeah. sounds kind of judgy, but. Right. Why? There's a quote I love, and it was like, when you tell me you don't have time to work out, you're just, you should basically say, I'm not making X a priority, or, you know, whatever it is. When you have an excuse, just say, just change the verbiage a little bit and say, oh, I'm just not making it a party, which is true. I mean, there's things I say, I don't have time to do that, but it's just because I'm not making it a priority in my life. Totally. Totally. And we have months that, like, if we're traveling and we're, you know, doing a lot of fun stuff and like, it's just kind of a tight month financially because we're spending it all like Mm -hmm. doing fun things. I might pull back a little bit at the grocery store and I might not be buying like all the wild caught halibut (laughs) salmon. Like I might be like, you know, doing a little bit more simple food. Like there's totally seasons. You don't have to, this isn't like something that is either like all or nothing, black or white, right or wrong. It's just like, do what you can. Absolutely. When you can. And flow. Yes. Okay. So you mentioned the fish. Let's talk about the fish last thing. Um, now I feel like they're trying to trick us a little bit because they say fresh wild farmed. They have like this, I mean, I love Costco. If you know me, like it is my jam, but they get you with the verbiage because I'm like, Oh my gosh, fresh fish. But then it's like, it'll be like fresh wild caught farmed fish, you know? Um, so it's labeling. I mean, it is, we have to be really careful about that. And I know like the whole natural label is like really a hot button right now, but um, talk to us about fish. Mm-hmm. Fish is so important too. Mm-hmm. So, so farmed, like tilapia is a very commonly farmed fish. I think it's almost impossible to get it from the wild. Right. So um, when these animals are farmed, they're in a super stressed environment. So it's just like mass amounts of fish in a pond. So if you can think about their the bacteria level, what's going on in that pond. I mean, it's just a very bad situation. It's a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. So even like with all the animals we're eating, we're eating the stress hormones that are in the tissues. So like we know that when we're stressed, we create more cortisol. We have more stress hormones in our bodies. Mm -hmm. Like same thing with any of these animals. So we want the natural benefits of fish, which are high omega-3s, like good balance of omega-3s and 6s. So these wild-caught fish, wild-caught salmon, wild-caught cod, mahi, halibut, um, the cold water fish are really good um, in those nutrients. You're going to be able to tell a big difference when you go to the grocery store. Now, some farmed salmon, they'll actually add some red dye to to make it look more pink. But if you see like a, a fresh wild sockeye or coho salmon or um, any of these wild salmons, they're nice and red and dark and they've been really swimming. They swim upstream. They're really strong, beautiful fish. So they have, you know, great muscle tone, like just really healthy bodies. It's so good for you. Um, so it's so important looking for wild fish, also looking for the smaller end of the spectrum as far as fish go. Mm-hmm. So the bigger your fish go, they've been eating Fish, so it's this, um, like the little dolls that are the little with the so the oh, bigger the little stack of yes. dolls. Yes. I don't know how to explain it. The bigger the fish, the more fish they've been eating, so the higher your mercury content. So you want to stick with the smaller fish that you can. Um, so tuna in moderation because that's going to be a bigger fish, but your little like 
sardines are awesome. I can't think off the top of my head of all the little fish, but we'll try to put that in the show notes. So yeah. like, but sardines are great. Most kids are not going to eat sardines, but even getting a healthy tuna, like certain brands of tuna have less mer- mercury mm-hmm. than others, mm-hmm. limit your intake, but it is great to serve your fish, your fish for your kids, for their brain health. Um, the EPA and the DHA that's in fish is so important yeah. for their brain health. Even if- canned tuna, you can get wild caught now and you can get canned salmon wild caught. Totally. Awesome. Totally. Mm-hmm. I, I normally, don't like canned salmon I just got a big stack at Costco it's wild Alaskan salmon and it is actually delicious with like a little mayonnaise and some dill I don't know how kids would like it my boys haven't tried it yet but um if you have children that have any sort of like behavioral or attention issues just like supporting their brains with that Mm -hmm. um EPA and DHA is so important so you can supplement but always the source of real food is going to be the best way Um, but yeah those options are great having that canned fish in your house, just the sardines, tuna, and um, salmon, then you always know you have something on hand in a pinch. Yeah. Someone was telling me about um, salmon patties, too, that if you just take that wild-caught salmon. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mix it with, like, a couple eggs, mm-hmm. and then you could do, like, panko, or you could do, like, um, breadcrumbs if you're gluten-free, like a gluten-free breadcrumb. Yeah. Or probably almond. Yeah, almond meal. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think I actually have a good recipe for that. I feel like you do. I feel like you've talked about that before. I think so. (laughs) I have to share Um, that. I know. My youngest loves tuna, and I think it's because she watches Tyson and I eat it, um, like tuna out of a can. And we don't eat it all that often, but um, she loves it, and that talk is going to go into, we're going to talk about that later, modeling behavior, but we're going to get to that. We're going to keep talking about quality food, and we're going to go into um, like fruits and veggies next. Um, I think keeping you know, any kind of fresh food around your house. People are always asking us, what do you feed your kids? What do they snack on? I think if you can go there first, that is um, the best option. Even, um, I'm going to hop ahead, but even like after dinner, you know, we have our dinner and we'll get into more of that later. But um, if they're still hungry after dinner, we give them a limited option. Like you can have a piece of fruit or um, sometimes we offer yogurt, but they have two choices. Awesome. So they are empowered Ooh, to make like that, that choice, but uh-huh. it's also like something whole, like, oh, you know, they can't just go eat whatever they want to have. Um, so yeah, let's talk about Ooh, I and love veggies. that, that idea. I love that point of making it accessible, easy mm-hmm. to see. If you think about like fruits and vegetables are really beautiful. They're very colorful. Like they catch your eyes. So if it's convenient, I can't remember where I saw this recently, probably on Instagram. It might've even been our friends at Graceful Spaces, but someone had a a picture of their refrigerator and it was the little um, plastic modulars from like Target or Container Store. And one was labeled fruits and one was labeled veggies. And it was a bunch of Ziploc baggies that of like pre-cut or grapes or apples or something. I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Like if that is just to have, we don't do that. Just full disclosure. But yeah, I would like to do that. I don't do that either. I do love um, fresh fruit. Like, I don't know why I love to start my kid's day with, like, an apple. So, like, Mm -hmm. every morning I cut them up apples. Awesome. I don't know why. I read that even with, like, adults. Like, eating an apple is almost, like, equivalent to, like, having a cup of coffee in terms of kind of, like, stimulating your system and waking up. Awesome. I'm going to look into that. But that's what I've... But see, I think that's the thing. Like, I will notice... You know, if I ask them, do you want to have an apple? They might say no. But if I just get out my cu- cutting board and just start chopping yes. up apples and washing some grapes and putting out some baby carrots, like all of a sudden... They all, they're eating it. They're eating it. That's so true. 
Yeah, so that's a great tip right there. Tip with just the do it. Yeah, I love the it. apple in the morning though. That's yes. really good. A smoothie in the morning. We do mm-hmm. not do smoothies in the morning. This is what happens is I usually, if I do make them a smoothie, then they take like one sip and then we're at the bus stop and then I have this beautiful smoothie that right. got wasted. I know. We don't do smoothies either. But I wish they did. I feel like when they were a little younger, they mm-hmm. loved smoothies. And when we go to Juice Land, mm-hmm. they love smoothies. They love it. I know. I um, we could hop right. In. Should we talk about breakfast? Breakfast is a good important yes, meal to talk I think about. It is. Quick on fruits and vegetables. Yes. Again, just since yep. we already talked about quality, mm-hmm. let's talk about um, organic versus conventional. Mm-hmm. So again, don't stress here. Do the best that you can. So the only difference between organic and conventional is going to be the pesticides that they yep. spray. So they're not going to have that spray. So if you buy conventional. Wash your fruits and veggies really good. You can just use a, um, I don't do this right now, but if if you are really good about it, you could just spray them with like white vinegar, like a little spray of white vinegar kind of helps to break down those pesticides. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also it's going to be a little bit of a cleaner source of like the seeds are not genetically modified, which that's a whole rabbit hole we will not go down. Right. Um, but just that's kind of part of the differences. And then every year the envi- environmental, I feel like I'm talking really bad today, environmental working group, puts out um, the Dirty Dozen and mm-hmm. the Clean 15. So you can kind of see most of it's logical. Like if the softer, the um, like a strawberry is right. going to be something that you definitely want to buy organic if you can. Right. Um, and then the Clean 15 is going to be things that usually have a harder shell yeah, like, like a banana. banana. Yeah. Yes. You don't have to stress out so much. But check that out. We'll put a link to that also. So if you do, if you are like more ambitious and wanting to try to like buy organic as much as possible, you can kind of look at this list and see what to prioritize. Wait, you don't have to. Okay. Breakfast. Oh, breakfast. Okay. So just. Oh, this is good. Yeah. Just a quick tip on breakfast. Um, well, first of all, let's share what our kids eat for breakfast. Oh my gosh. I was just telling Lacey, <laughs> I totally got caught at Trader Joe's. So our Trader Joe's, we have this guy that's so friendly and awesome. And so I'm there. Like I have, I just went through the produce section. I have like all my organic vegetables. My cart looks beautiful. And then I go into the cereal section and my younger son does not eat breakfast at all. Um, and we, so last week my husband was like, why don't we just get him pop tarts? And I was like, all right. So we got him for him. Oh, he came down every morning for breakfast and was hungry and ate breakfast. So this week I totally snuck in the pop tarts into my thing. And this guy at Trader Joe's was like, oh, <laughs> oh, Christy, what's that? <laughs> and I had to oh. say, I know I'm desperate because they don't like, we have a window between six 30 and seven, six 30. They're walking down the stairs. They're super groggy, holding their clothes totally. for the day. And okay, so just out of curiosity, before mm-hmm. he didn't eat, I know that can be a really stressful thing for parents, and we know how important it is to kind of like start your day and feel and these little kids are sitting so long, and a lot of times their lunches are later, but what what were like the repercussions of him not eating breakfast, or was it you just stressed that he wasn't eating? It was just me stressed. Yeah. Super stressed. I'm super curious about that. Because um, there is a balance of like... I think kids are going to eat if they're hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one child who just isn't a big breakfast person. It stresses me out too because yeah. I am a big breakfast person. So I'm like, you need food, you need something, you need this. And um, I think kids are going to, they're going to be okay. Yeah. I think they're going to be okay. And um, I kind of like that tip we talked about earlier, like just having like, I have all those apples cut up in the morning or grapes, whatever we have. Um, and then being able to grab stuff and, um, and it, this is a good, you know, it's a good kind of parental lead because a lot of times when kids first get up and when they do have that short window for breakfast they're not like oh yeah I feel like some eggs and bacon I mean most kids are not like that they're not hungry there there is this short window um so kind of like you taking the lead on trying to cook for them um 
I, the other day, one of my kids asked for eggs, which is awesome. Oh, that'd be so amazing. Um, but honestly, I took me literally two seconds to like whip, whip up some scrambled eggs because I was like, oh, eggs, ah, you know, it's like yeah. in my head, like, oh, I'm going to be making you this gourmet breakfast. You guys, I don't even know if I could have like cooked toast in the time that I made, you know, uh-huh. um, so I was like, oh, I need to cook eggs more often. It's just like the, the process of it. Um, how good for their little brains to have like nourishing oh, eggs before they go to school or right? even just bacon, like to help their blood sugar, mm-hmm. some fruit cut up and gosh, like a quick breakfast taco would be so good mm-hmm. and eggs and a taco. I'm going to do that tomorrow. This morning they just had toast. That was it. At least that's something. That is something with some cream cheese. And then I had, um, apples. That's great. But they don't ever eat a ton. And yeah. I'm like, that's okay. And it, it is like, when you say it that way, like it is kind of, if I put myself in their shoes, like I love breakfast because I get to eat breakfast at like 7.30 or 8. Right. But if I literally had a 30 minute window to get dressed for work or, uh-huh. or school or wherever I was going and get my backpack together, you know, we're making lunches. It's just kind of, it's not chaotic, but it's a lot going on. Yeah. Like it usually takes your stomach a little while to wake up. So... Maybe even just packing some extra snacks. I don't know if they have that kind of freedom to eat extra snacks. Right. I just feel bad for their little brains, but... Yeah. Should we... Let's talk... Um, we we have... Mm-hmm. We are really loving this topic. We're going to go into two episodes here for you guys. Um, but so we got to highlight snacks really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to dive deeper in next week into kind of more of... Um, tips for you guys and from the parental side. But Love what it. are your favorite snacks for packing for the kids? Well, first... Or wait, what do you pack and what should we pack? I know you... My favorite snacks to pack for the kids usually come home uneaten. Yes, I know. But the That's snacks like... that they do eat <laughs> go as follows. Z-bars. Mm-hmm. My kids love Z-bars. My kids love Z-bars too. I do not love Z-bars, but you know what? I have chosen to not stress out about Z-bars. Right. So we... they Those are, for my kids, those are the only bars they like. Mm-hmm. I've tried all of them. They, my kids poo-poo, any other bars, and they only like like the H-E-B brand of granola bars. Every right. other granola bar in the whole world gets Have you tried the one at down. Costco? Possibly. Okay. Maybe not. What do you get from Costco? I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's not good either for them. <laughs> the soft and chewy. It's so good though. Um, I mean, the nice thing is I know that they use good ingredients. It's like a hundred calorie bar. It's not something they're going to like mm-hmm. overeat on. Um, um, when my kids were little, like my friends still make fun of me because they're like, your kids would come to my house and just go right for my pantry. Um, and it's true. Like it, it goes kind of back to that point. Like you're the parent, you're in control. We're going to drive this home on the next episode too. But um, buy your kids things you want them to eat. And I hear it a lot from parents who are like, well, my kids love, you know, animal crackers and goldfish and all this. And like I do, I, I buy goldfish, you know, a couple times a year or something too. But like you're in control of what you have and they're going to eat what's in the, what you have for them. They're going to eat what's in your fridge and they're going to eat what's in your pantry. So try to make those choices again, not a hundred percent. You don't have to be perfect, but just know you're the one stocking it. So you're, you're supplying the food. And even though, yes, they love those Doritos. That doesn't mean you have to buy them. That, that can be like a special treat, you know, whenever they have it. Totally. Totally. I, yes. And I've been like, it's really funny. I've been baffled because this year we're in a super, allergy class so we're not allowed to bring anything with 
eggs in it or Mm -hmm. dairy in it or nuts in it or like nothing in it. So it's like there's two, like you can bring pretzels and I think there's like one other option you can bring for a snack. And I've been like so baffled, like everything I send Callan, he brings back home and he's like, oh, I can't eat this for snack. And then um, my husband did a presentation in one of the classes. So we were in there and they were allowed to eat snack during the presentation. And one of the little kids pulled out an orange and a banana. And I was like, oh, Oh, oh right. wait, yes. if you bring in like a piece of fruit, right. it's going to be t- totally allergy free. Yeah. Like, and then again, the same son, his teacher, like every day, I guess she just eats real food for her snack. And she was like, you guys do not have to bring processed food. Cause like, it's this drama every day about yeah. the labels and what's in the food. And it's like, I love that she told them that. Like, she was like, if you guys just bring real food, obviously not nuts, but yeah. if you bring real food, you won't have to worry about all these Real food meaning a fruit or a vegetable, right. really, um, at the end of the day. So I just, I kind of love That's awesome. You could do that. like pineapple, watermelon, mm-hmm. I mean, depending on the season, right? Like totally. apples, oranges, bananas, carrots. Gosh, that's awesome. So today, the son took a banana. We'll tell, we'll see if it comes back home. Yeah. He wanted to take it. And I was like, buddy, let me just tell you, if you forget a banana in your backpack, oh gosh. you're going to regret it. We so have. just... <laughs> I found a half-eaten banana, like, unwrapped in the back of my car the other day. Not good, folks. Not good. I feel like I'm constantly finding (laughs) random food items. Like, our rule is no food upstairs or in your rooms. And somehow, there's always, like, a sneaky, like, moldy PB&J that gets through the cracks. Um, He's been loving, for those of you with allergen classes, the rice rollers. Yes. I finally got those. I'd seen. Awesome. You, everybody gets them all the time yeah. from Costco, mm-hmm. and I finally got them. Are they in H-E-B-2? They're in H-E-B-2. Mm-hmm. Oh. They're right next to um, the popcorn and, okay. like, the rice cakes. I mean, he loves them, and I did realize they had a, just a little bit of sweetener, so they yeah. kind of, like, are a little bit of a sweet treat, but those are those, like, in a green label, the rice rollers. Mm-hmm. They're, like, They tubes. almost look like sushi, you guys. They like look like sushi. sushi. roll or something. They're, and you would think they'd be salty, but they're not. They're sweet. No, they're, they're really sweet. good. It kind of tastes like a cereal. It's a really yeah, good Yeah, like honey smacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah, the pretzels are interesting, too. What do you think about pretzels? I mean, right now we're buying pretzels because my kids will eat them. I will. Yeah. I also like the um, we are too. pretzels that are filled with peanut butter. Oh, yeah. So one of my kids can bring peanut butter to his class. So that makes me feel better that he okay. can, he's at least eating like peanut butter. Now I did find at Central Market pretzels that were made out of cauliflower. And they were actually kind of delicious. Really? They kind of smell bad. Okay. <laughs> if you can imagine a pretzel that's made out of cauliflower. That's so interesting. But yeah, they were both a thumbs down for my kids. Okay. So I ate the whole bag and they yeah. were delicious. My kids went through like the little hummus Phase. Oh, they have the little portable hummuses now at HEB or mm-hmm. Costco, um, with like some. That's a great idea. Crackers or I know I my kids love pretzels too. I struggle because we know it's such a quick carb; it's going to go through their system in like five minutes. And where like those almond, that's another great option is those almond crackers. Um, mm-hmm. And they've even started making the little packs, the little packs of them, that, like the cheese flavor. Do I go against like the nut free thing? I think it probably has a lot of nuts in it. I know. <laughs> Being that they're almond They're crackers. almond pins. Just kidding, guys. Oh, yeah. It's only my younger uh, son that brings this. I know. But we'll keep on kind of trying to think. And maybe we can even make something for you guys, like a, just a little PDF of like favorite snacks, favorite That'd be awesome. fruits and veggies. Yeah. Breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into dinner next time and then just some other tips and tricks. But mm-hmm. thank you, guys. Yeah. We hope this is helpful. And since we have a little break in between, make sure you send us any of your questions or comments or anything else you want us to kind of like dive into. Thanks for joining us, y'all. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.